Hey, what's going on, guys? On this episode of Drugs and Stuff, can you get big on test-only cycles? What's a good second compound to add to test? And clomiphene versus clomid, is there a best time of day to pin? I've done an experiment with the nootropic called C-Lank. Plus, Dave tells us this crazy story about when he was literally a fugitive from the law for three whole years. It's all sorted now. He's done his time. Guys, there's timestamps below if you want to skip around. And hey, if you're new here, let me encourage you to subscribe and hit the bell. We have several bodybuilding podcasts that come out each week, tons of education and entertainment from IPB pros, experienced coaches, and educators in our industry. We're all here to help you do better at the sport that we love, stay safer in the process, plus get you through your workday, your cardio, or whatever else you're doing. All right, guys, let's get to the program. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with David Stanley Crossland. He loves when I say his middle name. All the right programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Check them out. Great protein powders, like literally every protein powder you can think of. I use their hydrolyzed beef collagen every day. Uh, use our code THINK for additional savings. Let me know if you have any questions. Strom Sports Nutrition for great health supplements if you're in the UK. Uh, supplementsource.ca for our Canadian folk. They've got great deals, like blowout deals that change week to week. And of course, thank you to everybody from Patreon. And if you're in the UK, get your lab work done by Dave. Dave? We got a, we've got a bunch of listener questions, more than we will actually be able to get to. So guys, if we don't get to your question, comment below. We will do our best to tackle it on the next episode, but we're a little bit behind right now, so we literally have like 30 of them. Um, today, we're going to tackle listener questions. We're going to introduce an idea for a contest, and we need your help. Strom is going to give away a supplement. You have to be in the UK to take part in this. And uh, I want to tell you guys a little bit about uh, N-acetyl C-Link while we're at it. But contest, Dave. What, what? We need to come up with an idea. Richard's going to do a, a contest with us. Uh, yeah, but say everything I come up with, you say it's either illegal, it's moral, it's child cruelty. You don't let me. You know, so. <laughs> well, let our people, I guess. What do you guys think would be a good contest? Um, and you will be able to win a supplement from Strom. They're going to send it out to you. But like I said, you have to be in the UK because they don't ship to the US and stuff. They generally they do. they don't. You can. They, they do, but they will not take responsibility for non-delivery of parcel. Yeah. So there is that. So, you know, you still can order from Strom if you're in the US. But we're going to do this for our UK people to show some love. To jolly old England, Dave. I can't think of a... Well, I can think of all sorts of things, but I don't know if they're any good. I mean, we could do anything from a... We could do a bench press competition. Bench press competition? Like the strongest yeah. person? Well, no, that's um, 65% of body weight, maximum reps. All right. Well, you guys, you, you comment on YouTube. Uh, let us know what your ideas are. It could be anything. It could be funny. If funny would be good, too. You know, funny would be good. So if you guys have some good ideas, let us know, and we'll put a contest together here. Dave, you got one? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited like a seal. Because uh, <laughs> I resemble one. What can I say? Well, walrus, really. But um, Oh, Dave. I didn't say it. You said it. The craziest gym outfit, costume outfit, doesn't matter what it is, but you have to go and show a video of you training in a gym <laughs> in the <laughs> maddest outfit you can consider. Okay, I like that. 
I like that a lot, actually. Let's let's can let's put that as our that's like our top choice so far. Let's call it that, and we'll see what everybody else has to say. And then next week we will make a decision on what the contest will be. That'll be fun. That'll be good. Okay. But I think for me right now, that's my personal lead. We'll see what everybody else says. So, like I said, well, guys, it's, it's training related, but it's funny as well. Yes. Guys, we have a bunch of listener questions um, that we're going to tackle today. We're going to try to get through as many of them as possible. If we don't get to your question, then feel free to comment it again. All right. Nothing personal. We're a little bit behind. I've got about 30 of them here in front of me. and I'm just taking them one at a time. We're going down the list. Uh, last episode, we talked a little bit about C-Lank, which is uh, completely legal. It's uh, considered a nootropic. I'm, I've been using N-acetyl C-Lank for a little while now and i used it so here's what i started doing dave uh these are five microgram spray uh, five milligrams 50 micrograms per spray it works as far as a nootropic goes as far as increasing my ability to focus like it definitely works but here's the thing i took too much and i took it too frequently and i had negative side effects which were I started feeling like detached, like I didn't want to talk to people anymore. I didn't feel connected to like my life anymore for a few I, days. I must, uh, someone must be secretly giving me slang. <laughs> and, uh, and so here's the thing. So one dose, and I started after. So I started out with with one spray, which is uh, fifty micrograms, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll try to boost it up to two. Went to two sprays. Uh, the next day. Then went to three sprays, then I went to four sprays. So I'm at 200 micrograms, which is really high. And and this is the N-acetyl version, which Vigorous Steve told me, you know, that's going to be stronger than just straight C-Link. Um, it, it just, like I said, I got the side effects, and then it took a few days for that to wear off. Completely dropped it altogether, and then I reapproached it a month later. And now what I do is just one spray at the time that I really want to focus. So what it's known for is it helps to reduce like fear and anxiety. Sometimes, man, when I go to sit down and I have a lot of work to do, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I'll start getting anxiety like, oh shit, I got all this to do. And then that anxiety holds you back from just comfortably getting into it and getting it done. Do you ever get that? Yeah. You get overfaced with it as what I would call it. But yeah, you, 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 you start thinking that you've got so much to do that you actually overthink that instead of actually just getting on and doing it. Right. Right. So, and, 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 and usually when you start doing it, it's like today, Tuesdays are bad days for me. Um, why don't we record because, another day then? Well, no, every day is bad day, but it's just, <laughs> um, Tuesdays because Mondays I have carried from the weekend. So my client numbers on a Monday are quieter. Tuesdays my big client day. Because blood stuff coming in on a Wednesday, so I keep my clients lower on a Wednesday. But once uh, we have the podcast, so it's always a full day is Tuesday, and I always know I'm going to be working till late on Tuesday. Okay, yeah. And, and and sometimes, like I say, you can you can start. You spend that much time thinking about what you've got to do, you don't actually do anything. Yeah. And if you just get on with it, and as it's turned out, I've actually got through everything quite quickly today. I've probably got half the half a dozen eight messages to deal with which is which is nothing nice yeah so anyway it, it helps to relieve that from what i understand is it help it increases your ability to utilize serotonin so that's yeah. going to give you a sense of relaxation 
Um, you know, I don't have a lot of the science on it. I wasn't going to break into all that because I think there are a lot of great videos out there that do break into all that stuff. I just wanted to share my real world experience with it. Um, but I, for me, one spray, 50 micrograms seems to work just fine. And, and I just use it infrequently. Like I might use it on one busy day, but then I won't use it for several days, you know, and it's not I, like I notice anything. I think it's the trick with any of these type of drugs Yeah, that you are sparing with them. Uh, it's so easy to get reliant on them. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said, I found that repeated dosing, and of course, I kept increasing the dose, uh, that I, I ended up having issues with it. Whereas, the the, tr the thing I've done, because I've wanted to test, like, does this really work? And I'll sit down to work, and I take one spray of it, and then I, I look at the clock, and I'm like, okay, it's 11.23 now. I'm going to look back in five minutes and see how focused I am, if I felt unfocused to begin with. And I'm working along, and, and I come, every time I do that, I forget to look at the clock. I just keep going, and then it's like an hour later, and I got a bunch of stuff done. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's my take on that, man. We do have a lot of listener questions. Oh, you could use our code THINK over in Amino Asylum if you want to check them out. Um, so we still did have, like I said, Dave, a plethora of listener questions. And if I can find this one, this gentleman calls himself Dummy. Hmm. Hmm. He says, uh, hey, guys, love the podcast. Uh, so much knowledge being shared. Thank you. I have only done a test cycle before. My question is, can I get big on test alone without compounds like DECA? EQ. I am just a skinny guy trying to get jacked and ripped more than the average person. Um, people on forums say test is a dirty compound over 300 and I only need uh, and it, I only did 250 milligrams of test with good results. Um, maybe use Masteron or Anivar, a safer AAS on top of the test for cosmetic effect. Um, how much test is safe to take on my next blast? Thanks, guys, in advance. Greetings from the UK. Public service announcement, people are dicks. Yeah? Test isn't a dirt. What a dumb... ...thing to say. See, I didn't swear. You kind of little will swear, but I... I I get what you mean, I, and I agree with you. Nothing wrong with test-only cycles, like no, any no, other isn't. drug. You, you, you manage. You know, in fact, it's a slight side effect, and I know we push for time, but sod it. Um, no, dive in. So you know, test has suddenly got this reputation for being oh, it's a harsh compound, and yet it's the only compound we take that is actually naturally recognised by the body, and it knows what to do with. I Everything else is derivative of, and it, it slightly throws how the body handles it. Now, I had this actually conversation with Broderick last Friday, uh, and we were talking about this, and we were talking about how, you know, probably one of the unthought problems from previous sort of traditional cycle dosing was actually the impact on kidneys. And a lot of people end up with kidney problems much far common than people realise. But he actually said, and bear in mind that Broderick is somebody who's pushed the low-test, high-primo approach. Okay. That 
he thinks that we've just gone the other way now and all we're doing is creating a load of people that are going to have heart attacks in five years because their cholesterol is screwed and they're going to Thank end up Thank you, Broderick. I'm glad to hear that, man. I'm really glad to hear that he recognizes that yeah. you can push things too far in the other direction. Was there, exactly. was there, was there an approach of too much test? Absolutely, there was. But that doesn't mean that now test is terrible and you need to keep it no, at a TOT dose and then run a gram of master on with it or primo with same, it. Same with AIs. They are drugs. They have effects. You manage those effects, but they are tools to use to achieve a goal. The problem is people don't know tools. They don't know the goal. They don't know how the tools help them. And they just follow what every other dumb, retarded, spasticated idiot in front of them is doing the same. And we get these drug trends. Yep. I agree with no you. Other way of say- there's no other way of saying it. There's nothing wrong with test-only cycles. And I know plenty of people that have run a gram, even a gram and a half, two and more granted they were the relative size to require that amount of dosing but run it relatively successful with not any huge detrimental to where they are beyond what you'd expect from somebody of that size with that total drug use of any compound yeah, <laughs> yeah. now can what what are the benefits of other compounds he used the word safer Yes, and I, uh, I don't yeah, know about I, the. I don't know about the I word. Don't, I don't think safer. that's a good word to use with AAS. Full stop. That, that said, safer. yeah, that said, at a certain point, and that point is going to be different for each individual. Um, you're going to start getting more side effects from tests, and if you keep mm-hmm. going up, then the side effects may outweigh the benefits, but, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's there. So there is a benefit at a certain point then of adding other compounds that may not produce those same side effects or in some cases may even counteract some of those side effects. Mm-hmm. Now, for a guy who's in his situation, he says he's a skinny guy uh, trying to get jacked and ripped more than the average person. I simply think he could, if he made good progress taking 250 tests last time, he could take 250 tests again. And guess what? He would probably get even bigger. You know what I mean? Depending on where his end goal is, if his end goal is just to be someone that looks like they train in reasonable condition with decent size and shape without being a bodybuilder, he could potentially never have to go over four or 500 mega tests ever in and a that's, cycle. that's down the road. Like, let's talk about what's next. Yeah. <laughs> if he did one cycle of 250 tests, he did well off of that. You know, what's another cycle of 250, 300 tests going to do? You know, yeah, it, I, I would he's going to make a lot of progress off that. I'd be in the 250 to 400 range uh, for his next cycle, depending on where, you know, because obviously we don't have data on where he was and what he gained and how he gained in his last cycle. Right. And we don't know the other aspects of it. But yeah, I would, I would, I would be on that. Yeah. Um, I just, there, there's people that rush to add other compounds in and and push the dose up all the time and it's not always necessary there will come a point where the dose has to go up yes and there will come a point where depending on your goal if you want to step on a pro stage for the average decent genetics who have the potential to become pro you're not doing that on 500 mega test a week you're not doing that on a gram you're going to be starting pushing into some big numbers at some point to have that level of development and conditioning 
to be able to compete at that level and be competitive. Yeah. Um, that is a lot an of eventuality. Yeah, that is an eventuality for a large number of people, but there are always those outliers that are genetic feats that, that will progress without having to go to that extreme. And that's over but time. That, that's over time. Mm. That's not this sec. We don't have to worry about that when you just made fantastic progress on 250 milligrams of test. You know what I well, mean? That's, that was my point. For most people, their progression can, can be very linear, linear, sorry, and continuous with with generally much lower than they're currently using. Yeah. But it does mean hard work. It does mean crossing T's and dotting I's. It does mean putting the effort in with your cardio and your diet and your training. And a lot of people try and compensate for that with their cycles, which is why we see cycles getting pushed up all the time. But, you know, it's it's all relative to where you want to be. But at this point, he's made one step down the road and it's time to make the second step. And the second step can be exactly the same size as the first. I agree with you 110%. Um, and focus on, you know what, here's the other thing. How about like all the other aspects that we don't know? Um, you know, nutrition is going to play a huge role in this. A lot of times when we talk about the cycle, we isolate it and it's just the cycle. That cycle is just complementing your training. It's complementing the nutrition. And based off of where he's at currently, it sounds like his training experience isn't that great. Meaning, and that's not to knock him, but if you've only been training for even, say, five years, you have a very limited amount of understanding and experience that that's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. There's so much more that's going to be untapped just out of experience level alone. I don't care how much you've read. I don't care how much podcast you listen to. You know, you may, you, you have to apply it. Things have to be applied, mm -hmm. you know, over time. So work on those things. And that same cycle is going to keep carrying you, you know, especially yep. with his goals. It sounds like he just wants to be like, you know, look like, look jacked. And who knows that might evolve too, man. I don't know. I didn't start out wanting to be huge. You know what I mean? I just wanted to get like grow muscle, get bigger. And then from there it gets bigger. And from there, your definition of bigger changes and <laughs> it changes quick sometimes. So there's that. Yes. Yes. Um, all right, I'm looking for another good one here. Okay, how about we go to this guy here? There's another... Oh, we just did that one. There's so many of them. All right, got a question. Say you're doing an arm day, and you get a massive pump in the buys and tries, and then you finish with forearms. I always lose the pump completely, in my upper arm and all the blood goes to my forearms am i hurting my bicep and tricep gains or does keeping a pump in your buys and tries even matter growth wise or should i separate forearms from buys and tries i'm pretty new if the question does not tell you that already that's from no Graham. you no you are not harming your progress whatsoever do you ever train forearms directly? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've never had particularly big looking forearms. Um, they they were fine, but they were never. You know, I always wanted that Lee Priest forearm look. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but then I've got very big wrists, um, which never helped. But I mean, my forearms were eighteen inch. Okay. 
but they didn't look it. That was the, the mad thing about it. They didn't look big in any way. But yeah, I used to do. I used to do a lot of reverse calls and behind the neck barbell curl, behind the back barbell curls. Oh um, yeah, yeah, curl. I remember those. Yeah, the old school shit. Yeah, I find I but, never really needed to do that stuff, and um, it just my forearms grew well just through gripping the bar. You know what I mean? And through because they are like let's you know the reality is. If he's new, I wouldn't consider forearms to be a super necessary exercise. You know what I mean? Like, they my are going to grow. My problem was I naturally have a weak grip. I've got okay. very short, stubby fingers and very large palms, which which does mean my grip does suffer a bit for it. So I was using straps very, very early on because quite literally my grip was giving out before my back was anywhere near going. Yeah, um, and as a result of that, I did add foam work in because I knew it was a weakness, and I knew it was an area that I was always going to struggle to develop. Um, and so I, I put foam work in. Funnily, as further I went on, the more I dropped it off. But once I got my grip to a certain level, then I got enough stimulus from regular training without it impacting that training I was doing on other body parts. Makes sense. All right, next one. Um, says, uh, okay. So he says, if a guy has a test base, what compound would be the safest for adding size, um, as a first stack, my generation likes to say old school is safer like DECA or D ball. Um, but surely we have, uh, better, more accurate compounds. Very strange terminology, and I'm not answering it because it's addressed to you and Steve. So that <laughs> that was the episode uh, when you were I don't sick. Okay, don't care. Sick. Don't care. Well, this one ties in. Uh, I can answer. That's fine. Uh, this one ties into the, the the last question we had previously about test only cycle. So, I mean, from there, when you do add another compound, I mean, your basics are what. Bulking compounds would be considered probably DECA, EQ. You know, those would be, I think, the main two that I would think of. D-ball is a potential, but really, I mean, you could Anivar, that's an option. Um, D-ball could be an option, I suppose. But I would say, me personally, if mass was my goal, I'm more of an EQ fan versus Dave, I know, is more of a DECA fan. It goes back to the tool for the job. And before use old-fashioned drugs and stuff like that, Primo was synthesized in, what was it, 1964? Yeah. It's hardly modern. It's 60 years old. You know, the, there isn't really new development in steroids. That there, there hasn't been for a very, very long time. So they're all old compounds. There's new spins. Um, there's new spins. There's new marketing. There's, there's fashions and trends. Yeah, marketing and such like. But, you know, the, these compounds do what they do. Pick the one that's best suited to the task at hand. And it's as simple as that. And it gives I don't you the least side effects. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care who you are. I would... I don't think Primo has any place in an off-season. It's as simple as that. It just isn't an effective enough drug if you're trying to push for mega mass. But 
I I wouldn't necessarily look at Decker in a pre-comp season either, you know, because it's not lending itself very well to that environment. Not as well as something like Primo would do. Yeah. So it, it depends what you want, where you are. There's, there's when you look at drugs for for, for um, cycles, you look at what the drug does, its effects. And we, we term things as side effects, but they aren't side effects, they're effects. Side effects are unintentional effects, whereas these drugs all have very standardized effects. Estrogen conversion from testosterone is not a side effect, it's what testosterone does. So that's the first thing to consider. The second thing to consider is you yourself, your tolerances, your body fat, your body composition, where you are as a physical individual, and then how those drugs are going to interact with you. For argument's sake, I'm 35% body fat. Maybe aromatizing drugs aren't the best choice for me because I'm going to have an elevated level of aromatase and I will aromatize drugs much greater than somebody at 15% body fat. The next thing is your goal. What are you trying to achieve? And then the last thing is your health. Do I have any limitations with my health, with my blood markers, that may make certain drugs restrictive to me? A very obvious one is, I already have a lot of problems with anxiety and paranoia. I ain't going to be using Tren. As an example. Yeah. So it, it would depend, you know. Uh, I have high blood pressure. Hmm, maybe certain drugs like men, as we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. may not be the best choice for me in this scenario because the eastern control is going to be very difficult and therefore water retention and therefore elevated blood pressure. Yeah. So they're the factors that you do when you build a cycle. I agree 100%. And everybody's going to be different, right? Hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to try to wrap this thing up here pretty shortly, but we got a bunch more we're not going to be able to get to, guys. So like I said before, comment below. Uh, here's a quick one for us. Uh, Hunter says, uh, is there a best time of day to pin at night before a workout early in the morning? Uh, and is it normal for legs to hurt the day after pinning? Obviously newer to gear. I would say whatever works for you, both convenience wise and, and, and also mentally. Um, I, I always used to have a big mental boost from pinning. Yeah. I've, I've seen that. All right. I've, I've noticed that myself in years prior yeah you know, oh, I've, I've put I've, I've put the super sauce in now i'm just gonna get massive um soreness you know sight uh, soreness i think that that's more common when you're newer um or when you're using compounds like probe that tend to be more painful i think when you inject into a virgin muscle it's gonna hurt more than after you've been running gear for a decade you know what i mean dhp that's a that's a nippy bastard for Pip. It can be so unpredictable too, you know. Mm. One batch is great, the next batch you literally are in the hospital. So there's that. But so yes, it, it can be very common for soreness post injection. Um, if you're finding a particular muscle group doesn't tolerate a compound very well, then try putting that compound in somewhere else. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to take a brief moment to shout out our sponsors. I'll make it quick, but this stuff's super important because it's our sponsors that help to make this show possible. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And if it wasn't for you shopping with our sponsors, we wouldn't be here either. You can support our programming by shopping with truenutrition.com. They're our title sponsor. They've supported us for a number of years. They have awesome health and performance supplements. You can ask Skip. 
or Dusty or Scott Stevenson, all about True Nutrition, and they'll tell you how good of a company they are. Hardcore bodybuilders have trusted them for over 15 years now. Use our code THINK. You'll get some savings. You'll support our programming. Um, and Clomiphene versus Clomid, uh, less side effects. Um, does Enclomiphene increase sperm volume too? I don't know a lot yes. about Enclomiphene personally, but yes, I do hear yes. people saying they like it better side effect wise. It does. It does increase sperm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hear people um, saying they yeah, like it. Most people find it less uh, easier to tolerate. Should I say? Okay. Um. All right. Oh, one last one last question here from youtube if dave wrote a book about anything whether it is his life anabolics health nutrition men's health anything really i would read it 100 percent. i hope he stays as healthy as possible we love you uncle dave dave so my question to you is if you wrote a book what would that book be about you know what? I don't know. I've been asked. I've actually been suggested by a few people that I should write a book. Um, but I, I don't know what I would write about. I, I And I don't really want to pick the obvious of anabolics either, if I'm honest. I would rather do something, I don't know, maybe just my mental musings around life. So it wouldn't be a fictional uh, book. It wouldn't be like a story. No, I, 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 I sort of would like to, but I wouldn't know where to start. And I don't know if what I had to say would have actually be of any interest to anybody, if I'm honest. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'd like to do one just around sort of life stuff, you know? A bit of everything, really. I mean, I've had a very varied life. I've had a, a very interesting life. I've done a lot of dumb stuff. I've done a lot of dangerous stuff. I've done a lot of exciting stuff. Dumb, dangerous, uh, and exciting stuff with Uncle Dave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've raced, I've raced monster trucks. I've spent time in prison. Um, I, I I went on the run. I got chased by Interpol. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that I, I've met gangsters. I've had guns shoved in my face. I died once. There's all Dude, sorts of bits. Of <laughs> Dave, you, guys, Dave told me a story about his bouncing days and about dealing with like gangsters and stuff like that, getting hit upside the head with an ashtray and all sorts of crazy stuff. I those stories were that we were sitting in. I was sitting in Dave's kitchen and we were having our morning tea because they don't drink coffee in the morning. They drink uh, Yorkshire tea made with Yorkshire water. Uh, excuse me, Yorkshire tea with Yorkshire water. And uh, Dave was telling me some crazy stories, guys. Let me ask you to this. What was it like being on the run from Interpol, man? How long were you on the run for? Uh, about three years. Did you ever feel settled? No. No? no. Never once. Like, every no. night when you went to bed, did you kind of wonder, like, are they going to... I got through this day, but are they going to get me tomorrow? Um, I think everybody gets a little bit paranoid when they drive past the police, even if you're not doing anything wrong. Well, that that was extreme. Um, and I remember getting stopped by the Garda Seville in Spain. It was uh, shortly after there was some terrorist bombings. So it was quite a few years ago now. And I think they'd bombed Madrid 
uh, or something of that nature. Anyway, the Garda were, were hot, and I was on the motorway. I got pulled over by the Garda, and they got me out of the car. And the, the, the Garda are a breed on their own. And, you were big they, at the time, too. Yeah, yeah, I was big, but I was fat with it. And, okay. and uh, the Garda were, they're a breed on their own. I mean, they, they are, if you, if, even if they know you're English, they won't make any attempt to speak English, you know what I mean? They'll just shout <laughs> at you in fucking Spanish. Yeah. Um, and there was a kid's plastic axe that had been left in the car, and it was half under the passenger seat, so it was just poking out into the rear footwell. And I'm already shitting myself here because it's like, have they stopped me because they know? Is there a tag on the plate? Because they'd already asked for my passport, which I'd give them. Am I just about, you know, am I about to get arrested here? And all of a sudden, all this caboodle broke loose and I have a gun shoved in my face. I'm pinned against the wall with a firearm in my face. There's this shouting and screaming going on. I have no idea because I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know what they're saying. They're just carrying on and carrying on and carrying on. And then one opens the passenger door and pulls out this plastic axe. <laughs> so you could only see the handle. It looked like a weapon? Yeah, they didn't They didn't know what it was. They thought it was a weapon. So straight away, they've jumped all over me. I mean, they're on high alert this time. They've been terrorist bombing. You know what I mean? Everybody's a suspect. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you pull it out, and this guy just starts laughing. Uh, and all the guns get away, and, and I'm yeah, they've got guns at your head, and they're like, "Oh, sorry about that. This is a big joke." <laughs> yeah. So they all start to apologize. I well, I'm assuming they did. They might have called me a stupid fat foreign <laughs> Englishman. I don't know. Um, and, and there was a bit of a one of them chased another one of them around the car with the axe for five seconds. <laughs> put the axe back in the car and sent me on with bloody way. But Jesus Christ! Ooh, wow. You, you, yeah. so you thought they were like, oh yeah, he's he's wanted. Get the guns out is what you. Yeah, I thought they looked at my passport and gone, oh, we need this. <laughs> Dang man! But you made it through yeah. that. Then you went to Canada, and this was this is for taxes stuff, right? This is just to be clear, you, you know. So you, the the original charges were for mainly for, well, it was for VAT tax evasion. And receipts of stolen vehicles, yes. Um, there was a firearms charge, which was nothing dodgy. Um, and when one of these cars turned up that I'd bought, there was a shot, it was a vintage shotgun in it. It wasn't a proper, you know, bum, bum, bum. it was a proper antique thing in a presentation case and everything else. So when I originally got arrested and they searched everything, they found this shotgun, and obviously it was a firearms. I didn't have a license for it, so they were going to charge me with firearms. And they then dropped that because obviously it would have gone to court. This was a vintage item found in the back of a car. They, this, so that got dropped, and they just pursued the, the, the vehicles and the VAT evasion. Dave has lived a colorful life, guys. I guess, you know what, no. I, I would read that book, especially if it was an audio book that you narrated. I, I stuck um, a leaf spring monster truck 25 foot in the air, and anyone that knows anything about that things know how <laughs> mad that is. <laughs> did you really? Where was that at? That was in the UK. But, like, what did you, but like, what was it? Like, what was the event? You just I, you I weren't to, on the road. No, I used to race them. You used to race monster trucks? Mm-hmm. You never told me uh, that before. I had, a, I had a very old leaf spring one. It was actually an old Canadian truck that I bought that was knackered and we rebuilt it, but it was still on the original leaf springs. Um, I made it into a ride truck 
so it would pull double duty because we didn't think the racing was going to pay. Yeah. So we'd we'd do rides and then I'd race it. And what do you mean rides? Old, there was ten seats in the back of it. Oh. So what were where would you drive to? So you do an event, so it might be a, a, a drag. We used to go down to Santa Pod and do the drag racing down there. And basically, we got a, a patch of land. We dumped a couple of cars in the middle of it. People paid to climb, sit in the back, and I drove over the cars. Oh, wow. You actually drove over the cars with them in it. Mm-hmm. Dang. What, what, would it, what would it cost me back then to sit in the seat and, and be part of that? Uh, I, think, I think it was about 10 quid. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was decent, but it wasn't stupid. But I used to race it as well. I mean, it wasn't built; it wasn't ideal for racing. But, um, I, but if anyone's ever ever jumped a leaf sprung truck, they know what that's like to land. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I have I, not. I broke. I, I remember jumping. I think we were somewhere over Chester Way. Uh, it was at a race course. As in a horse race course. Um, and I jumped this car and landed it and ripped the steering wheel clean off and then raced the rest of the day with just the prongs sticking out of the, the hub and steering it like that. You're kidding me. Wow. Yeah, all sorts of stupid shit, mate. <laughs> well, we'll have to get some more stories out of you at some point. I'd love to get you on on uh, It's Just Bodybuilding with Ron and Dusty so you guys can trade some bouncer stories. Okay. Ron wasn't a bouncer. I mean, he did bounce, but he was also he did a lot of bartending. <laughs> So he, yeah. he he bounced, and then of course he got involved, you know, as a bartender too. Times, so. uh, uh, yeah, I, I forget a lot of them, but they sort of come back once you start talking about it. If you know what I mean, it sort of triggers stuff. But if you if you if you ask me, cold, there's not that many I can remember. Yeah, Dave told me guys that he didn't necessarily hit hard, but he could get hit hard and not fall mm-hmm. down. That was mm-hmm. that was your claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. All right, guys. Well, we'll wrap this thing up. We appreciate you hanging with us. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, we did have so many questions. We couldn't get to all of them. We we're so far behind. But we'll just we'll write, wipe the board clean here. Uh, if you have any questions, then comment below on this episode. We will be back to tackle them again. Um, and of course, guys, uh, you know, as always, like I mentioned, if you've got lab work to do in the UK, you want to check out your health, go to evalbloodanalysis.com. You can reach out to Dave for coaching, crosslands.org.uk. Reach out no, to just, me. Just do that through social media. Don't oh. run through the website. It's a bag of shit. Uh, okay. Hit him up over on social media. Hit me up at McNallyDiets at gmail.com. Drop me a message. I'll send you info about my coaching. Um, and of course, go to truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK, supplementsource.ca for Canadians and Strom Sports Nutrition. Also, give us ideas for a contest on the next episode. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Uh, I gotta go. I need a pee pee. Thanks everybody for watching.